Yo, this is Sam Sports Podcast. I am Sam Rosenberg. Today is Wednesday, July 18th, 2018. I tell you, I've been off the mic for a little bit. Uh, lots happened. The summer, you know, summertime is tough for uh, for sporting news, especially for the Sixers and the Eagles, which are the, the teams and the sports that I focus on. This is the offseason for both teams. So it's been a little bit quiet, at least from my news perspective. And, you know, I've taken some time off. I saw some family. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I, I'm going to be traveling for a wedding next month. I've got a medical procedure that I was, I've been dealing with and I've been recovering from. But the big news that brought me back on the mic today is that today, Kawhi Leonard was finally traded by the San Antonio Spurs to the Toronto Raptors for DeMar DeRozan. After all the speculation, after free agency opening up and LeBron James signing a four-year deal with the Los Angeles Lakers... Paul George choosing to stay with the Oklahoma City Thunder, Chris Paul re-upping with the Houston Rockets, even DeMarcus Cousins going to the Warriors or Isaiah Thomas going to the Denver Nuggets. Nothing was as a as a, nothing I think garnered as much anticipation as where the hell Kawhi Leonard was going to go. We thought it was going to be the Sixers. They were a front runner, but it probably sounds like their package wasn't that competitive. The Lakers, I think, were pushing very hard to get Kawhi in order to lure LeBron James. However, on the first day of free agency, it didn't take them very long to determine the fact that LeBron was happy to come to the Lakers if they had Kawhi or not. And so, inevitably, the Spurs were the team in the power play position. As much as Kawhi, want, Kawhi Leonard wanted out of San Antonio, as much as he was saying, I want to go to L.A., and as much as a lot of these teams wouldn't trade for him, he really put everyone in a very difficult position because of the fact that he's got one more year left on his deal before he can, uh, but he's got a player option for year two, but he really only has one more year left. He made it very clear he didn't want to play for the Spurs. And all of these teams that could potentially trade for him, like the Sixers, the Celtics, the Lakers, uh, even the Trailblazers, uh, the Clippers, all these teams started to get into the mix the longer it went on and the more and more uh, we didn't know where he was going to go. These teams really didn't have any assurances of the fact that he was going to stick around after this year. So it's hard for a team like the Sixers to trade all of these assets for a guy who might just be there for one year. So with all of this uncertainty, the trade packages that the Spurs were getting, you know, I don't know what they were, but they clearly weren't competitive enough for them to pull the trigger. And they were in the power position. As much as Kawhi wanted to leave, the reality is the Spurs didn't have to trade him unless they... You know, he pretty much forced their hand, and so they were sitting there saying, listen, we're not going to do this until we get the deal that we want. And so as free agency opened, as the draft got behind us, and no trade was made, you know, it really started to open the door of, well, now there's other opportunities. Now there's other teams who are trying to throw their hat in the ring to see if they can get a hold of this guy. And one of the late bloomers was the Toronto Raptors. Masai Ujiri jumped in there, and he made a blockbuster deal happen very late last night. Um... <clears throat> The key piece of the deal is that Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green are going to go to the Raptors, and the Raptors are sending DeMar DeRozan, Jakob Pertl, and a protected first-round pick for next year over to the Spurs. Now, let's look at the deal from the Spurs' perspective. So, listen, the ideal perspective for the Spurs would have been to keep Kawhi Leonard. Clearly, after this past year, it's abundantly clear that wasn't going to happen. In a league where we're getting more and more to a place where the players dictate terms in this league, they make the most money and they choose where they want to go. You know, the reality was is that Kawhi wanted out of San Antonio. We don't fully know why. We don't know the impetus. Was it his representation? Was it his uncle? Was it the injury? We don't fucking know, but he wanted out. And the reality was... As much as the Spurs would have liked to have just sat on him and kept the asset, he wanted to go, so they needed to make a trade happen. 
Now, taking that into consideration, they had to make a trade. So they're trying to get the best possible option that they can. The most likely scenario and what would have made the most sense was for them to plan for the future. Get a couple of, you know, smaller assets and then, you know, a bunch of future picks. Well, they opted not to do that. Instead, they got another superstar right now in DeMar DeRozan. And in a way, they're kind of trying to compete and continue to compete now without getting anywhere near a rebuild. So let's talk about DeMar DeRozan for a second. This guy is a hell of a player. And I actually think, you know, he's pretty pissed because he had, you know, He's a lifetime Raptor. He's probably one of the you know the largest uh, uh, Raptors in their history. I think he holds the record for most points scored by a Raptor, most games played by a Raptor. He was a guy who repped this team. He was a guy who was happy to be in uh, in Toronto. Uh, he was a guy who was happy to you know call this his home. And uh, now he's being shipped to San Antonio. He's a hell of a he's a guy who, although one of the knocks on him is that he's a big mid range shooter. You know, uh, DeMar DeRozan was never a big three-point shooter. He only really started to embrace the three-pointer over this last season. Um, But he is a guy who's been improving every year, and he is a guy who is locked into a deal already. So bringing him to the Spurs, putting him next to LaMarcus Aldridge, I think will be a hell of a positive for them. And you have to remember, this is also a team that won about 48 games and went to the playoffs without Kawhi Leonard. And two years ago, with Kawhi Leonard, they were a team that was ready to threaten the Golden State Warriors. So now, you're putting DeRozan on this team. The only guy who's left standing from the championship team is Ginobili. Parker's gone. Kawhi's gone. Duncan's gone. Um, You're going to see Rudy Gay on this team again. You're going to see Pau Gasol. Uh, They went and got Marco Bellinelli. Um, They also picked up Dante Cunningham. But the reality is, this Spurs team is ready to compete. And they're ready to make a run. Now, are they gonna are they gonna dethrone the Warriors? I, I I don't know if they're there yet. But this move and bringing DeRozan to this team, though he is unhappy, I think he's going to find very quickly that he's going to be able to thrive on this Spurs team. They're going to find a way to input him. Uh, Popovich might be a tough coach, but damn it, he's a hell of a good coach, and he's going to find a way to maximize DeRozan. And you know, I think all things considered, the Spurs. It was an uncomfortable situation sitting on Kawhi Leonard, and they're finally rid of him. They're finally, he's out from off of, he's off of their books. They don't need to worry about seeing if he's going to stick around or not. They don't need to worry anymore. Now they at least have another blue chip player to to replace him. Now, is it the same caliber of player? Is it another MVP candidate? Is it another two-way player? I mean, maybe not, but DeMar DeRozan's pretty damn close. And for a team like uh, the Spurs... Who, who I do not think wanted to go into a rebuilding situation with Popovich so close to the end of his tenure there. You know, this is a hell of a deal, and I actually think it, it was probably one of the best possible scenarios they could have gotten because I don't think they were going to get a package like that from the Sixers. Um, the Celtics certainly weren't going to put a package together like that for them. And uh, the Lakers, I mean, the truth is, if the Lakers are happy to sit back and wait. You know, after one year, there is no guarantee Kawhi is going to stay with the Raptors, and the Lakers are happy to sit back and say, you know what, we'll just wait for him to come around. And if he doesn't come around, we still got LeBron James, we're happy. So the Lakers kind of had that those laurels to rest on, whereas Toronto, let's talk about it from Toronto's perspective, okay? No one saw the Raptors popping up as a dark horse. If anything, the Raptors, which were the number one team in the Eastern Conference, were, were let's talk about their scenario now, okay? Sorry, let's back up. The Raptors are in a strange situation because they've essentially built this entire team and this team can't beat Cleveland. So 
They are locked into DeMar DeRozan. They're locked into Kyle Lowry. They're locked into Serge Ibaka. They're locked into Jonas Valachunas. And then they've got a bunch of these younger, you know, potential assets who are really exciting, like OG and Anobi and Pascal Siakam and Jakob Pertl and, uh, you know, Fred Van Vliet. Um, and, but as exciting as this team was, as much as it took them several years to start getting to the modern NBA and playing beyond the three-point line, um, they had probably the best Raptor team they could have had. They had the most wins in franchise history. They were the number one seed, and they still got swept by the Cleveland Cavaliers. So the scary part about this Raptors team was, how are you going to improve them? If This, this team was probably as good as this Raptors team was going to get. And contract-wise and payroll-wise, they were locked into this situation. The best-case scenario for them was to tr- was to essentially roll this team right back out there next year and see if they could compete with LeBron again or swing some blockbuster trade. I mean, they already fired Dwayne Casey, and after all of that, I think they really tried to get Mike Budenholzer, and inevitably they just promoted from within. They promoted assistant coach Nick Nurse to be their new head coach. I, I mean, I, I hear he's a good coach, but we'll see how that plays out. This is actually, I think, kind of a good deal for Toronto because it gets them out of the payroll sort of like structure that they were locked into. Now they get out from underneath the DeMar DeRozan deal. I'm not saying DeMar DeRozan's a bad player or it was a bad contract, but they were locked into it. And if they wanted to make any changes or or adjust their course, they couldn't anymore. But now you take a gamble on Kawhi Leonard you bring him in for a year. You're in a win-now mode. LeBron is in the Western Conference. The only teams that are really going to try to push you around at this point are Boston and Philadelphia. Toronto already has the stacked team. Now, how exactly is Kawhi going to fit in with, you know, Valanchunas and uh, OG Ananobi and um, Serge Ibaka? They'll make it work. Kawhi is a hell of a player. And also, listen, everyone's going to have to see how healthy he is. You know, he sat out all last year with this mysterious injury, which was clearly at the uh, the center of all the issues with this, uh, with uh, he and the franchise with the Spurs. But we got to see how good he is. So at the very least, Masai Ujiri and the Raptors are taking a gamble. You know, the Sixers, the Celtics, these teams have young cores and amazing assets where they can kind of afford to not take a gamble. Whereas the Raptors have sort of already reached the mountaintop and they need to go further. So they're kind of in a position where taking a gamble makes the most sense because if Kawhi leaves after one year, they were going to probably blow the team up anyway. Like the Toronto Raptors were going to have to figure out something, some major change and some major shakeup to their roster if they weren't supremely effective this coming season. And so now... They actually got out of the DeRozan deal. They bring in Leonard for a season. They're able to go into win-now mode, actually have a legitimate season where they can try to sway and convince Kawhi Leonard to re-sign with them long-term before he skips out after a year and honestly try to keep him. So in a way, I actually think it's kind of a good deal for Toronto. They get this amazing player. They get to trot him out there for a season. He, they get to, you know, they have one whole year of trying to woo him. I mean, we saw this with Paul George. It was, everyone was pretty certain Paul George was going to skip out on Oklahoma and go to the Lakers, and he didn't. He didn't even take a meeting with the Lakers. Instead, he's happy to stay in Oklahoma and play alongside Russell Westbrook. You know, more power to him. But Kawhi, he's pretty convinced he wants to go to L.A., So I'm really interested to see how this is going to shake out for Toronto. And in the end, if he does leave Toronto for L.A., 
like I said, it allows Toronto to get out from underneath some of these contracts, which they were probably going to try to figure out how the hell to get out from underneath anyway. So I kind of like the trade for both teams, even though the players hate it. Kawhi is not feeling it. DeMar DeRozan is certainly pissed. Um, but, I mean, this is fucking basketball. You know, I think the next podcast I'm going to talk about is how, you know, we can't keep getting upset when players leave a team or when a team trades a player because this is how the fucking shit works, all right? Don't be offended when a player leaves your franchise. It's like, listen, you live there, you embrace your franchise, but this is a business to these guys, okay? And next time when you want to get upset at a player like Kawhi Leonard for leaving the Spurs, you know, maybe you should also point your finger at at an organization like the Toronto Raptors, which is essentially given everything and the world to DeMar DeRozan, loves him to death, and then trades him at the drop of a hat. Or the Boston Celtics, who probably, you know, made Isaiah Thomas a fucking folk hero in Boston. He was nearly a $100 million player, gave everything to that team, and then they trade him for, you know, for Kyrie Irving in the offseason. So I'm going to go and I'm going to have a whole other podcast about that at some other point in time. But, you know, these things where it's like, listen, Stop yelling at these people. These are normal people. Well, they're not normal, but these are human beings who are trying to do a job, and they're trying to maximize their positions, and they're also trying to make the most of their lives and what they're doing. Kawhi Leonard didn't want to play in San Antonio. I don't know why. I don't know what it was. It was maybe it was Popovich. Maybe it was the doctors. Maybe it was the organization. Maybe it was playing in Texas. I don't know, but he wanted out. And as unfortunate as the situation was, the Spurs made the most of it. And the Lakers are happy to sit back now. You know, they got LeBron James. LeBron's going to be a Laker. I can't even make that shit up. You know, jersey sales went through the roof as soon as he signed with the Lakers. I mean, he's going to one of the most storied franchises in NBA history, and he's going to play around a bunch of kids. You know, I know they brought in JaVale McGee and Rajon Rondo and Contavious Caldwell-Pope and Lance Stevenson. Those guys are not going to just magically make this team competitive. LeBron will, but I don't know if they're going to get out of the first round of the playoffs with uh, with this particular— Le- I mean, LeBron is clearly entering an era— and a chapter of his career where he's sunsetting. He's still competitive. He's still one of the best players in the league, but he's definitely choosing now more for his life. He wants to live in LA. He wants that for his kids. He wants that for his future. It's going to, you know, he's going to have sunnier, sunnier winters. He's going to enjoy himself more. And the reality is that LeBron knows this is just another chapter of his life, of his career. At some point, he's going to retire, and then he's going to embark on the next level of his career, where he's a mogul, where he's a billionaire, where he owns a team, and he is, uh, you know, uh, running production companies and things like that. So this was a move more geared for that. If he wanted to keep winning titles, he probably would have figured out some way to stay in Cleveland, go to Houston, uh, you know, tr- hell, no, knowing the NBA and how they do shit around here, he probably would have figured out a way to go to the fucking Golden State Warriors for that matter. But I don't think that's what LeBron wants. And, you know, him signing on the very first day of free agency with the Lakers says a lot about, I think, his motives and what he's looking for. Um, so it's going to be interesting. I mean, I think that the Raptors are positioned very, very well to try to make the most of this situation. And um, like I said, now it's a one-year audition to see if Kawhi Leonard wants to stick around. Masai, you're on the clock. Day one started today. Let's see how fast you can get Kawhi to uh, sign an extension with you guys. Um, All right, listen, I'm getting the hell out of here. I just wanted to talk some basketball. This trade went down. I had to get back on the mic and yak about it. 
Um, I'm going to try to come back next week, talk a little bit more about all the offseason moves that have happened. Um, maybe to clue us into a little bit of the football news that's coming up, but um, I'm really excited about this NBA news. It's been very, very provocative, and it's been a it's been a pretty cool off season, especially to see some of these huge names you know move around as much as they have. Uh, thank you very much for listening to Sam Sports Podcast. You can subscribe to my podcast on uh, Apple Podcasts. Um, Stitcher and SoundCloud. You can like my Facebook page, Sam Sports Station. Follow me on Instagram at Sam Sports Station. Follow me on Twitter at Smithface Jones. Or you can email me with any questions you have at samsportsstation at gmail.com. I'd love to hear your thoughts. I'd love to hear your comments. Um, as always, thanks a lot for listening. Uh, enjoy the rest of the uh, off season. I'll be back uh, to talk more trades next week. And uh, let's see who else moves around in the meantime. Take it easy. Bye bye.